Welcome to If You're Bored. I'm Nate. I'm Adam. Before we get into this, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if this is your first time listening or if you are a casual listener, it really helps if you can go onto iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. I mean, if you can give us a bad review, maybe you can just forget about it. I mean, four <laughs> stars is acceptable. We'll, we'll take it. Someone actually gave us four stars. I know. And I don't know who that person was. And I want to hunt them down. I think I feel like it was like your and sister. burn their children. <laughs> uh, I don't know if my sister even knows how to work podcasts. Oh, so. that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. Um, the other thing that I do want to bring up, and I'm going to be very, I'm going to be hyper vigilant about it. Yeah, is my usage of the term like it. It, it was cringe inducing. Last episode, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I just really, I noticed in the beginning when we when we started this. It's just I think I get very comfortable see now i'm like trying to measure my words as i say because i'm listening to you it you just and, said it um i did yeah you said see, I'm, I'm like trying to measure my words right and and, and it is so <laughs> it's so hard to form sentences now um but i really do want to make a concerted effort not to say the word like like and i feel as if <laughs> the uh challenge for perhaps april april will be if i say like I have to pay money and we'll donate it to charity or something. Yeah, we should. I think when I texted you, uh, I initially thought, okay, you have to, you have to, uh, put a dollar in a jar every time you say like, right. And then I realized if we went back and listened to the episode, it'd be like, oh, that's a lot of dollars. That would be a tremendous amount of money. Uh, I would, I would be broke. And if we're doing several of these in a month, yeah, that would add up. Yeah. So, so if you hear clinking, it's, it's 25 cent quarters being dropped in a jar. Um, Yes. Uh, also, what are you drinking tonight? So I've got the remnants of uh, Macallan 12-year. Yes. That I got you for your 39th birthday. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, that's just about a year old. Yeah, basically a year old. So it's actually Macallan 13. Now it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just not aging in their in their special bottles. Um, that's okay. But it's fantastic. And this is... Um, like basically a year ago, I was still trying to figure out, do I like scotch, whiskey, you know, some bourbons have been really hard and heavy and I, I don't know if I, I like drinking hard liquor like that. Um, and that Macallan was really, really, really good. I've always been a fan of Macallan. It, they just do it right. It's, it's actual authentic scotch. Yeah. I love it. I, and, and the guy at the store was the one, I think I was, I was asking between that and, um, Maybe Glenn Fit? No, not Glenn Fittick. Um, something else. But he was like, "Yeah, I suggest getting the Macallan." I was like, "Okay." Brought it in. You're like, "Oh hell yeah! This is <laughs> this is my favorite." Yeah, so it I was is. Like, okay, it totally is. Good. And you've got. So uh, I actually brought the bottle in because I'm going to say it wrong. But this is whiskey from Bhutan. Bhutan. Which no one would ever assume that whiskey would come from Bhutan. Where the hell is Bhutan? So, Bhutan is to the east of Pakistan and India. Okay, that's what and I thought. Bangladesh. It's like I right on the on of... the on the northern end of the the Indian Ocean or that bay of was it bay of Bengal? Yeah, but it's actually more mountainous. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the reason I know a little bit about Bhutan is that I actually wrote a screenplay and the majority majority of it took place in Bhutan. I've never been to Bhutan. But yeah, was I right? Yeah, north of Bangladesh. Uh Bangladesh is on the the shore of the Bay of Bengal. Um and it's uh yeah it's right sandwich between Bangladesh and China, um, damn yeah super mountainous it looks like it uh is a big part of the um, Himalaya the Himalayas yeah so what's interesting about 
Bhutan and actually the screenplay that I'm writing or wrote takes place or has this kind of idea, but you're not allowed to uh, hike or climb any of their mountains because they're for religious reason, reasons they keep you away from it this is part of your screenplay or no, it's, real life it's real life oh shit so there are perhaps there are parts of the of bhutan that have not been seen by humans huh because you can't climb their mountains wait and it's called k5 uh yeah i'm sorry so the uh the whiskey is k5 where's k2 k2 is in tibet do you think there's any relation between these, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's pro- that's probably just marketing. Yeah. I would assume. But it's actually really good. It's really light. The, it is the super color, light. But the taste isn't that light, is no, it? No, not at all. And it's really... Um, yeah, you know, I actually drank most of it over the summer because it was just so light. But, it, you know, it tastes pretty good. Now, can Lindsay get back on this Scotch of the quarter club <laughs> i would i hope so maybe maybe because it's my big 4-0 she'll get me like the scotch for the next 40 months <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that It'd be great uh because it's been yeah it's been awesome trying all these different ones you go to the you go to the liquor store uh whether you go to a local one or total wine or whatever and you look at those bottles and you're talking about being a sucker for for bottle design, design and yeah. marketing label design uh yeah and you look at the shelf you're like what do i buy and i was thinking to myself today or yesterday if I want to go buy some more and, and have stuff in my house instead of drinking you out uh, this whole closet, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I'd be afraid if I spent 30 or 40 bucks on a bottle, you know, it's like that one bad bottle that you got. That right. We don't really care for. Right. And then um, I just waste money. So I don't know. It's So I, for me, it's always been more of kind of going with the what you know yeah. and, and trying to sample it at a bar first and then sort True. of like if I don't like it. I said like twice. <laughs> ching, ching. I, it's like bothering me. I may just have to like. <laughs> just let it go. Yeah, Who cares? Um, but if you go to a bar, ask to ask the bartender for a recommendation. They'll probably be able to steer you. Yeah. Um, my brother actually worked at a whiskey bar, so he was very knowledgeable so about it. And he would literally sit down with people and say, well, what do you normally drink? What kind of, what are, what are you in the mood for? Like, but where did he get that knowledge? He read about it, or probably read about it, it. Probably t- tasted it. Probably honestly, like sampled it. It's the perks at, of being a bartender. Well, and especially at a at a whiskey bar where they're yeah, you know, trying to <laughs> where the clientele really needs you to know your shit. Or read Charlie's book that he gave me. That's all about whiskey, bourbon, rye, right? And scotch. How shitty the <laughs> the bottle is. The Hudson he Baby. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, I got you the bad one. I will say uh, to bring up Charlie. He did an amazing edit that I may actually put in here. Uh, based <laughs> it's on so messed up. <laughs> actually, as I was telling the story, I was thinking to myself, someone can do a very good edit on this, and he did a phenomenal yeah. edit on it. Uh, he basically makes it seem like I picked up my wife. So from last week's episode. From last week's episode, yeah. I picked up my wife's my wife a prostitute. She killed it. We stole its money. Or its money. It's <laughs> wow, money. Let's talk about being so impersonal. <laughs> we stole the young woman's money, and... Uh, and it was very cathartic, uh, is right. what you said. Yes, at the end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you, Charlie, for that. He, he edited um, out all references to the fact that it was on a video game. Um, but yeah, he said when when I texted him, about it, I said, "Okay, that uh, that definitely <laughs> is bringing Adam uh, into dangerous territory. No matter what you say on air, anybody can can obviously edit, it, and they can edit any words that we've strung together over the Absolutely. last several months." But. Uh, he was like, yeah, I basically just had to cut out every single reference you guys made to video games, which was 12 of them, just to make sure that you're covering your bases. And wow. once I cut that out, it was just like, yeah, Adam got his wife a prostitute and they killed her. <laughs> 
All right. Which may still actually be true. You can't prove that it's not. I just don't I'm just talk about it on air. I'm glad we have devoted fans like that. Yeah, that was pretty uh, uh, was really impressive. Willing to throw us under the bus. Uh, one thing I want to bring up, there's... Um, so remember how we talked about competitive victimhood and that being yes. like an actual term? I guess there's a, a real thing around challenge psych- psychology and oh. these things that we are we're doing, you know, the month of January, you no know, social media, right. uh, March doing mindfulness. Which we're in right now. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, which has been interesting, an interesting little <laughs> start. Uh, we, we, we can talk about that in a sec. But mm-hmm. yeah, this whole challenge psychology and I was listening uh, to somebody discuss it. He's another super famous guy right now, all meat eater. Oh, the Jordan s- Peterson. Oh, Jordan Peterson. Have you listened to any of his stuff? No. He he does his own solo podcast. Um, fascinating individual. Uh, fascinating. Individual. Fascinating. Fascinating. Terrific. I'm trying to say something other than like oh, 100, percent which is was my oh, little tick in our yes. first few episodes. But um, yeah, I think he was talking about challenge psychology and why do uh, especially men, males. Uh, tend to just like do these challenges with one another and generally one-on-one, but um, certainly in a group of people uh, more skewed towards physical challenges just to test your limits. But um, even in the case of of what we're doing right now, a mental challenge, there's a physical aspect to it. Absolutely. Of of having to just sort of quiet yourself down and and take 10 minutes of not being active and and high, high strung. But um, it was just, uh, you know, putting a, putting a label on it and and opening up uh the the psychological aspect and analysis of it it's sort of you know you and i just looked at it as hey let's have something fun to do for a month and well uh, something different i don't know if I, I yes absolutely i did look at it like that but i also saw it as something that i wanted to do and i needed to have a reason to do it and something Abs- to drive yes. me forward if i just sat down by myself and said i'm gonna try to do this 10 minutes a day it wouldn't it no. just wouldn't happen exactly um so having that we talked about this like the head of the charles that's the reason like i wrote it you row exactly because yeah. i knew that i like i had this goal at the end of the season that yeah. i had to attain so it, it same with the marathons like we have to we ha- you have to run i want to run i need to run more but i wouldn't do it if i didn't have a race a race to of course for, so yeah, and that, and that's the thing is having having that that benchmark, um, uh, and in these these challenges that we're doing, somebody else that's doing it with you and holding you to the same standard. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think Gracie asked me, she's like, "Why are you doing these things? Like, what's what's the point? You know, why are you going to Adam's house to record another podcast? Like, well, <laughs> first of all, I don't know. This is just fun. It's fun to have these conversations, but it also brings you these kinds of ideas uh, or you know, the opportunity to do a challenge that would otherwise, totally. you know, if we're sitting around a, a, a dinner table, we could still do it. But here yes. we just haven't, uh, you know, more chance to talk about it. And maybe some other people want to do them with us. Totally. Um, so I just uh, listened to him target that, you know, phrase specifically. It was just like, okay, you know, it helped me put into perspective a little bit more because uh, I'm not that smart. Um, I know. I know that. Yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, the meditating yes uh i've done some breathing exercises Ooh, um, fancy! and a couple of these mindfulness exercises and what'd you think did your mind start to wander were you yes okay. i i still haven't figured it out but totally. there are, you're not gonna figure it out in a week yeah and there are a couple times uh that i definitely i think i was i was calmer when i started it um okay. and fall so asleep? 
no, never fell asleep. But I, I got that sensation of like water rushing over my ears uh, or wind blowing by my ears that I, I get sometimes when I'm uh, farting loudly. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> I'm in Shavasana oh, in yoga. Me. Okay. Uh, Which is I, a good thing. This is absolutely. The, okay. But I think I attribute it to blood flow going through your like through your ears. Like it, it's almost that since you know, sometimes when you can hear the, the pulsing of your heartbeat in your ears. Um, it's not quite that sensation, but there's just like a, a like a wafting uh, <laughs> feeling, sensation, cool. um, sound over. So my it ears. was a positive thing that you were feeling. definitely. But I'm I'm uh, with this trip going away for eight days, um, and also being able to disconnect from work and you know regular home life. I yes. think the ten minutes. I could easily stretch it longer than 10 minutes and I think I'll be able to should and and I'll try to uh but I think I'll see more of an impact and a benefit there because I'll I'll really be able to appreciate it and and try and disconnect some more so a good time to do it is on the plane because you're already seated in that seated position yep and you have no quote-unquote distractions in fact that's actually why I like traveling so much on planes because it gives you that excuse to sort of shut off yeah or at least it did before like wi-fi became very um you know everywhere on the planes but uh it, it, you knew that you had there was no call you could make yep there was no email no text yeah you were just kind of on your own you could watch a movie or you could just kind of decompress and, and do some meditation yeah I have a bunch of plane flights coming up, so I'm actually really excited that we're doing this because it's going to give me such a good excuse to just sit there, breathe deeply, probably freak out my seatmate, and um, yeah. So I've been using the Oak app. What do you think? You don't grow a tree in it, unfortunately. Anymore. Because they changed it. You used to be able to. So they do track track your efforts. and as you do them in, in sequence, so if you if you do more than five, you unlock a badge. And then if you do more oh, okay. than 10, you unlock a badge. If you do a breathing exercise, an active, a box breath, uh, a mindfulness, a meditate in a single day, Whoa. Um, you get other badges and stuff. So so there is that reward system that we were kind of talking about, that challenge yeah. reward system. That's yeah. good. Um, which, you know, for me, I'll, I'll use that and it'll at least just track the fact that I did Sure. 31 10 minute sessions yes so i could say check you know got that um but i don't know if you could convince me otherwise to use uh what is it called headspace headspace which i've been using because it also tracks how much time you put in yeah and it also records through apple health so i can go back through apple health yeah and i think oak might do it too so it you does. might actually be able to get but you can use whatever you want don't basically. you need the apple watch uh no it's on your phone so what is it what will it track in in health it will i think it will actually it'll just say, say like that you mindfulness did. minutes or something oh, okay like um but i i thought it was integrated with like your your heart rate and your whatever your ekg measurements and stuff that you get through the apple watch well it could be but it's also because i'm doing this through my phone i meditate using my phone um it will actually um record to the phone okay so are you going to, did you check your resting heart rate at the beginning of the month? Uh, yes, I did. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, right now my resting heart rate is at, it's 54. Okay. Which is not great. It's been better. I've been in, I've been in the forties. But it can fluctuate depending on like what happened during the day or if you had a crappy night of sleep. Totally. Absolutely. So I had, uh, I had some beers last night. You um, bastard. So did not sleep 
so like even having alcohol uh, at night affects my heart rate. Absolutely, like four beats higher than normal. Oh, today. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So interesting. Um, I guess every uh, every morning after we do this podcast, <laughs> our heart rate will be higher. <laughs> I definitely feel that when I drink at night and. Well, I always drink at night. Yeah. <laughs> Not, well, I don't always drink every night. But, but when, when I, I drink, drink in the morning for yeah. breakfast, it's much better. <laughs> but a lot of the times, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, my heart will just be racing. Yeah. Which is not good. But I think it's, it's probably also partially dehydrated. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So what did we do for this week? What did we do for this week? Well, we put out a call to our social media networks which is ironic seeing that we were going to <laughs> social media um and ask people to send us in questions we got a bunch of them on a bunch of different channels and instagram text um and facebook and i actually put it on twitter too and no one oh. responded on twitter uh twitter's that's a completely different platform i guess absolutely so uh we were just going to kind of go through and, and see what uh they people, are all over the place. All over the place. From like deeply serious to yes. like. So how, what do we want to, let's start with it. We'll start with a softball. I have a good softball. You got a good, all right. Yeah. So uh, my cousin, my cousin, my wife's cousin's daughter, who we're close with, um, is 23. Maybe? I don't know her. You don't know her. She graduated uh, from Colgate. She's very smart. And she currently lives in D.C., Okay. She's entertaining the thought of getting her PhD and wants to know if she should move to Colorado. Now, asking you this question, <laughs> it's a no I knew, brainer. I, I already knew what you were going to say. This was this is the softball question. Um, but yeah, yes, go to Colorado. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter where, what it's for, because anywhere you are in Colorado, you will be at most two hours away from the mountains. In the winter, it's fantastic for skiing. Two minutes away from weed. Yeah, exactly. Any any dispensary you could ever imagine in the entire world. I, I actually, everyone I know that's who's moved to Colorado has stayed in Colorado. It's it's a and fin- it's blowing up. Yeah, it's clearly. an awesome state. The Denver's yes. population is through the roof, which is may, may actually be seen as a bad thing. For yes, like so, like my cousins that that all live there, aunts and uncles and everybody, they used to live like out in the boonies of Denver, right? And had no traffic, and they felt it was great. We're you know twenty minutes outside the city, but it feels like we're still in the middle of you know the high plains. Right, you can see the mountains, and you go out there now, it's just like construction after construction, construction. Sure. There's the Denver Technology Center, and it's just traffic everywhere, and you're like, oh yeah. my god, it's it's just absolutely booming and and spanning out from the city center but what an awesome city yes exactly (laughs) and that's just denver then there's like colorado springs there's boulder so i've actually never been to colorado springs i've been to boulder and boulder is phenomenal yeah um but i've never i've never been south of denver and clearly we've been we've been in the mountains but it's such a fun town because there's so much to do so much like if you love the outdoors it's the place to be um i know they have a big like arts situation yep. out there and uh people seem to be rad yeah absolutely they're um, no they're super nice um so yeah no question uh adam's wife's cousin go her name is georgia georgia go jo- <laughs> georgia go to colorado go to colorado that's gracie's favorite name georgia really yeah she wants to name our daughter that our daughter that doesn't exist yeah i was gonna say no. you got, is there something you need to tell me she's um, just based on the state no she the people that she knows named Georgia are people that she loves and thinks they're great oh. people. So therefore, well, well, Liz Georgia is a great person too. Okay, so, so, so she, there you go. She would actually knowing Gracie and knowing Georgia, they would get along very well. All right, so I guess we're. Oh, and <laughs> Georgia, 
is a coxswain at Potomac Rowing. There you go. So, well, Colorado <laughs> doesn't have a ton of rowing. That's, That's the be only, a little tough. So, but I am but sure she'll find another another way. If she's coxing, I imagine she might be able to give it up. So nice, easy softball question to start. Easy right? softball. Georgia um, moved to Colorado. Go to Colorado. I got one. Uh, what do you do for fun? Which was <laughs> from. Uh, I mean, that's like sort of paraphrasing, but it was from one of my employees. Just like, hey, you know, what do you what do you do for fun? Okay. Um, obviously, one of this your pot- employees. Look at you yeah. just dropping that. <laughs> Sorry. In. One of my employees. One of my servants. Um, one of the guys who works with me. Oh, see, that's a lot better. There we go. Um. He obviously this podcast is fun to do, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could take it or leave it. Yeah, all right. Fine. I'm usually too buzzed by the end to remember what we said. Yeah, and I'm like, I guess that was fun. Yeah, I didn't listen to the next day. You're like, oh, hmm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we did that. Uh, riding motorcycles, uh, of course, definitely is is fun. Rowing for me is uh one of those hard exercises, but I do it because I have a passion for it. Is it fun? It's rowing fun. It's fun when you can hit that stride and where things click, and you can get that yes. indoors as well as out on the water. Um, wow, it's tougher indoors for sure. Yes. Uh, but I, it's hard to complain when. Yes, it sucks when the alarm goes off at four forty-five. Uh, but if it's July, you know, say it's it's July twentieth right. here in Connecticut, the sun is up at five a.m., five ten a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably 75 degrees, 70% humidity. And it's like the perfect temperature yes. to just go out in your single, row out into the Norwalk Harbor, Long Island Sound, and the sun is coming up there. It's glass yes. flat on the water. And you're like, I, I, this is, is a pretty good way to wake up. Yes. Get a little sweat in, see the sun come up. It's calm. It's just... Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. When it's not calm, it's not as much fun. But... Yes. That's to me. That's what drives me back to the sport all the time. As much as the workouts can suck and as <laughs> as painful as it is, I will say that the it, you've done a lot more sculling than I have. And um, for those that don't know, there's sculling and sweep, and I did sweep in college. And there is that feeling of when you start when the boat starts humming, when you really yes. everyone's connecting. You're yeah. in an eight. You've got eight men in front of you. And just feels yes. light, like the boat is just flying. Yeah, and that is a that is a weird feeling that I've never felt anywhere else in yeah. any aspect of. My There's life. a runner's high for sure when you're totally. going, and it just feels like your legs are spinning underneath you effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in cycling, same same thing. You just get on a stretch where nothing in the entire world can stop your legs from pumping right and you're just looking ahead of you and chewing up the miles yeah. i mean i'm sure there's there's this in basically every single sport um it's just you know you can relate to it well there was in this, your in your one little <laughs> angle or whatever there was this uh i guess it was last mother's day and i only know that because i ended up getting the stomach flu after this <laughs> but um the that morning i had uh like an 11 mile run i had to do for my half marathon training and I was like running at such a good clip and having quote unquote fun that I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to run a half marathon yeah. right now. And I just added a couple more went. miles and went home, vomited everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated though. I legitimately had the, but you got it done, clip, but I got it done. So I ran a half mar- marathon with this. So you clip. don't do that for fun. What do you actually do for fun? What do I do for fun? Yeah. Uh, you write. I do write. And I will say that I, w- I was thinking about this um, in the past that, or in the past past couple of days, there's this feeling, and I, 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 
it like tingles my body. This is really this sounds totally <laughs> strange, but I get this like feeling when I when I figure out what I want to write or when I think about how I can go and sit down and write this story out. Yeah, and it's it's not like an orgasm, but it is like this. Yeah, this like feeling that's like, oh, cool! I can't wait to go and do this, and just like write this amazing story. Yeah, or write this shitty story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I kind of like I that musical you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was totally different. Um, but yes, so writing is is uh, a fun thing for me. Do you get that uh, that same sensation when you think about? Um, like a scene that you want to film, whether it's with a drone or GoPro and whether it's skiing or something else and like what kind of soundtrack or music you'll tie to that. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. Cause I get that. I think about yeah. like some, some aerial scene of rowing mm-hmm. with a particular song and I'll get goosebumps thinking about it or I'll think about it for skiing and, and the way totally. that it's shot. But if I, I have it in my head before I'll shoot it. And then if it doesn't turn out the way that I want it, a lot of times I will be bummed. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, not that's like, true. oh, I can fix this. It's just like, man, it's like your dream was just destroyed. I I wouldn't go that far, no. but it is sort of just I, you have this idea of how you want it to look and and sound and, and play out, and then it when it doesn't have that, doesn't hit those notes, like, you're just sort of like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is a little different. All right, here's one. Yes, uh, she who shall not be named. Wow. My accents could use some work. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any resources for that? So she who shall not be named does is uh, wildly inappropriate when it comes to accents. <laughs> um, I This person who shall not be named should find some singular person to imitate rather than a whole sub whole race of people yes. or particular group of people. Yeah, I feel like I'm yeah. not going to be able to run for Congress now. Um, no, you're not going to be able to run from Congress because your wife killed a hooker. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's beside the point. I don't know. In Congress, that might actually be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. They're like, uh, you from South Carolina? Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> good, all right. Um, so uh, same person asked this question. and this oh, was. Sh- She's double dipping. I know. She double dipped. Uh, and this is actually really kind of a sweeter one. She said, Adam's tips for new parents. She is a new parent. Ooh. Yeah. Malin is the coolest baby I know. That's because she's got baller clothing. <laughs> like she was a four month old wearing a biggie onesie. That's true. Um, and, and that is actually part of why I think that she's, I mean, my kid's great and I'm totally biased and I understand this and this is totally um, just me gushing, but I've also really trying to instill like, yeah, you can watch Peppa Pig and you can watch Sesame Street, but let's also listen to Biggie or like no. Wu-Tang or this podcast in the or car, this podcast in the car or like Rage Against the Machine. We listen to Rage Against the Machine. She has no idea what they're saying. It's probably better that she doesn't know what they're yeah. saying, but I really do try to make, make her understand other things outside of just preschool shit. Yeah. Well, environment is a huge impact especially at a yes. young age on, absolutely on a kid's development and you guys provide a pretty awesome environment for her and and that's true yes thank you and but when like i get her at, at, at daycare and then when we come home i don't just go and sit her down and say you gotta eat dinner i play with her and i, I make sure yeah. that like i'm interactive with her and yeah. that i'm engaging with her and uh, i try not to like do baby talk with her and i try to talk to her like a like a person um and oh, the little Malin. So good to see you. <laughs> well, it's funny. 
again, someone who will not be named, not this one person who does the bad accents, but uh, does baby talk. And yeah. I get, not my wife either. Uh, to uh, Malin? To Malin. And it just kind of makes me cringe. Yeah, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Right, because it's not helping anything. Yeah. Right? I don't know. So this, but this woman and, and her husband yes. are two awesome people. Some totally. of them are best friends and will be great parents. Mm-hmm. Um. I have no problem. Like their kid's going to be awesome. Going to be totally fine. But I can understand. Their, I don't even their have kids a kid. Beat up my kid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't have a kid yet, but they. I, I feel like they are definitely going to have like the right structure and environment oh, yeah. for that kid. There's growing nothing up. to worry about there. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't. She can. She can look at, at you guys and try and emulate what you've done <laughs> with no, Malin. But, but she, we they're going to read a fe- book. See, yeah. this is the thing that you don't understand, and that that's really kind of scary. Is they hand you this kid, right? And then all of a sudden, you have this kid, and there's no book. Yeah, I mean, we took that's lesson, it. parenting lessons, quote unquote. That doesn't prepare you for anything. Yeah, it prepares you for oh my god, you're a parent. This is how to do a diaper. But it like the emotional <laughs> of having to do it. Yeah, you're just yeah. handed this kid, and you just have to raise it. My and, uh, no, go ahead. No, and just make sure that like it she lives. doesn't <laughs> she, well, that she doesn't like fall off the bed or you yeah. know become a sex slave <laughs> or anywhere in between that spectrum at age six months yeah that's what you're thinking about yeah um so yes it's it's uh it's not something you can teach but it's funny you say that my brother-in-law is a physician's assistant his mm-hmm. wife is a registered nurse yes. and she works in labor and delivery and so, so she's delivering babies constantly she's like you know getting them out getting them their getting first, them out getting them out that's the is that the, that's that's the proper Whenever term it's like the plunger yeah right? no, it's a plunger yeah that's how um, they get it out just like use the boat straps or something <laughs> on the ankles i don't know do me a favor if and when just don't even show up at the hospital all right i'll, <laughs> just, I'll stay at just home stay in the, well, in honestly we'll be doing a podcast when that happens <laughs> um so i'll be pretty lit at the end of it yeah but uh she, so she's like you know she's giving the kids their first bath and the the new mothers are in there like oh my god is he okay is she okay they're crying she's like oh this is totally normal sure. they had their kid and all the other L and D nurses were like, "Okay, this is now you." And she looked at her husband, my brother in law, and was like, "Holy shit, this is ours now! Like, this isn't some kid that we just delivered as part of work." Right. And Gracie and I were there when they gave him his first bath, yeah. and she's like, "I don't want to hurt him. Oh, it's like he's totally. so sweet now. I, you know, I'm afraid that this is hurting him. When it's somebody else's kid, I'm just like flipping him on their back, doing three sixties, yeah. grabbing him by the feet." But then it's your own child. You're like, oh, my God. And then when they left the hospital, she goes, this is where my expertise stops. Going home, I am just like any oh, other parent. I have no idea what's slate. going on. Yeah. So I don't think we're too worried about uh, our, uh, our Charleston folks down there. No. So, you guys are, you guys will be fine. They'll be good. Totally. Um, uh, along the same lines. Okay. Uh, is this a question or are you just asking me? This is a question. This is a question that I got uh, from a childhood friend who... Um, has a way with words. Okay. Uh, what was your most memorable poop? <laughs> um, and it's got to be an exact moment. I, I definitely remember my most memorable poop. Do you actually? Do you yeah. have one? Yeah. This I is. Really you want to talk about childish things that that we still do as grown men from the last episode this is it it's just like still admiring poops this wasn't really a, an admiring so much as <laughs> like holy shit i can't believe that happened. that just happened um 
Wow, let's get into this. We, we don't even know. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> I was in Athens, Greece. Okay. Uh, with my wife. <laughs> the Acropolis. Uh, we were, we had spent the morning at the Acropolis. We were at this, there's like a hill on the other side that we were kind of hanging out and just kind of walking through this park. And you know when it just hits you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, you. this is going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have any choice. Um, we were on a path. And I remember thinking, listen. Nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. And there are a lot of people around. I had enough time to hide. I don't know if you've been. Have you been to Athens? Yeah. Okay. So it's not. It's not forested, right? right. There, it's it's kind stone. of stone. Well, especially in the Acropolis. We weren't actually at the Acropolis. <laughs> okay. We were very close. So it, it was, there were trees around, but it wasn't a thick forest like you'd find in New England. Yeah. It was kind of sparsely populated with trees. So I found a path that was sort of off the beaten path and yeah just uh, mm. let it rip and uh this is way too much information uh this this is this is i'm never running for congress uh, uh i wiped my ass with a tourist map oh and, and just yeah. left i covered everything with it and just <laughs> and just walked away at least you had something to wipe yeah well yeah honestly i it, i mean i would have gotten a oh an olive tree or something um so that was yeah, that's yeah. pretty memorable because that's a foreign country. Foreign country, tourist central. Yes. Uh, wife, or were you dating? No, w- wife at the time. Okay, but I was. I she knew what was happening, and I said, "Just don't be around this. <laughs> Give me five minutes." And she like, just, oh, I'm downwind like, of it. I can smell it. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, so I don't know if it was the Greek food or what, but yeah. Nice, nice. How about you? Um, I have. I don't have specific memories of of like very epic poops. Okay. Um, but I definitely cherish the the high quality ones. Of course, everyone um, does. And generally share it with my brothers uh, via picture. See, that's disgusting. That I don't. That's all right. That's something we're fine. friends. That's still childish. Do not ever send me that. It's a good thing I've never done it because I've probably come very close. Our business partner has sent me. Photos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like they're just proud of. I mean, this was a couple of years ago, and I just—it's the one thing I can't. You're like, okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll be honest. When my brother sent it to me too, I'm like, that's disgusting. When it's your own, it's fine. Totally. But when it's somebody else's, yeah. And you know, I'm okay with my daughter too. I mean, because you just yeah, you have, have to. to. <laughs> but I don't need to see anyone else. If you're over the age of four, yeah, I don't need to see your picture of your, of your poop. So then the two that I have most uh, two—they're two because they both happened while I was running. Oh, um, and that's too. like you cannot go for a run unless you have cleared your bowels. Just well, you can. You just have to suffer the consequences. You have to, exactly. Yes. And and there were two times when I just I know what you're talking about. You yep. told me this one, the one in London. No, no London, you? not in London, in um, in Rockport, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Massachusetts, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was in a cemetery. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. Had no choice, but. Yeah, uh, that was in a cemetery, uh, and then the other one was. Wait, hold on a second. Don't don't bury the lead here. When you did it in the cemetery, did you go on like? Did yes, you... I went on a gravestone. No, actually, will... <laughs> right on the headstone. Or wait, uh, I hope you didn't shit on like a dead body. Of course not. I went in the woods. Okay, but I was running through a cemetery. So it's 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 a better story if you say you obviously went to the bathroom in a cemetery, but you didn't actually within like... the grounds of a yes, cemetery. Yes, okay, uh, but it was in the woods. Uh, and, and then said, the other one was in Colorado. 
Um, what? Yeah. Was I there? No. Oh. It was more recent. I, in that day, I had... Uh, this, we talked about this on uh, one of our episodes when I had that uh, By the way, we snake. have no listeners right now. I know. When I, when we had that uh, snake and boar uh, sausage, mm-hmm. yeah, I went for a run after that and paid was, for it. That's bad. So, that's bad planning. Um, next. Next. Yeah, we can get off the poop. Yeah, let's get off the poop. Off the poop one. Uh, so uh, a woman who you've never met, uh-huh. but you've taken care of her dog and stayed at her house, Elizabeth. I've ha- met her. You have met her? I think once, yeah. Oh, okay. Why is Adam's car named Barbara? Now, this is an easy question because it's not named Barbara. <laughs> Elizabeth named my car Barbara when I got her. Got her. See, look at this. I'm already calling her. <laughs> I don't even call my car a her. It's car- just- Cars are... Females? Generally, but my car is just my Boats are, car. planes are. Yeah, but my car is just my car. And it's not yeah. named Barbara. And I don't know where the name Barbara came from. Barbara's a sh- crappy name for a BMW. I agree. Three series. Barbara could be like a, a 50s Bronco. Yeah, I like that. It's got to be a little more vintage a little more uh, yeah. utilitarian. Um, Gets more questions. I do. So uh, on the gay tip. So uh, from a friend of mine who is gay, uh, <laughs> on the gay tip, go yeah, ahead. Is, okay. <laughs> is it gay if you and your buddy are naked and sleep in the same bed? <laughs> so <laughs> here's the issue I have with Can this we question. only ask that question because a gay man asked it? Like, isn't that? Yeah. But so th- this is a bad question because you're actually saying, first of all, he should know this, that gay is not a choice. you're either born gay or you're not so i could be naked and in bed with a friend who is also naked in bed uh and you know it would be weird it depends do you normally sleep naked no okay do you no oh but some people do normally sleep naked okay i have a couple friends who sleep naked that's granted when i share that same bed with them they put on clothes they at least put on boxers okay um which like being on a rowing team or any but that's that's any what, athletic that's team you've always had to be stuffed into these beds absolutely i don't know if we want the term stuffed <laughs> jammed um so yes i when i was in college when we would go on these these crew trips we would i would always have the same guy that you'd have to sh- yeah, you'd yeah. Have to share and we got comfortable with each other that sounded really bad <laughs> you were you snuggling <laughs> no no not at all um but yeah you just you just kind of <laughs> do it but we were not naked if it's if it's okay, it's not gay. All right. It's, it's we'll, weird we'll at that. You probably don't sure. want to do it. But sure. if I was naked in bed with a girl who was totally naked, it would be weird. If you weren't having sex, right? If if yeah, if it was just a friend of mine and we were both naked, that would be that'd be weird. Yeah, true. If you just said, hey, you know, let's all share this bed. Yeah, you're a girl, I'm a guy, but just leave it at that. Yeah, that would never happen. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, good. No, we're on the same page. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Howard Kelly, noted architect. Not related to me. Not related to you. Noted uh, uh, Notre Dame alumni. Alumnus? Alumnus. Alumnus. Yeah. Are you eating cookies? Trader Joe's many chocolate chip cookies. It's a good thing to be eating into the mic. So Howard, so when we had posted these questions, uh, I just grabbed some photos and kind of made a little... Uh, uh, image of Nate and I, and I'm wearing glasses. And I guess I took this and I took this picture a while ago because I don't have a beard. Um, but Howard asks, is the reflection of your phone and computer in your eyeglasses, a meta commentary on the ubiquity of technology vis-a-vis humanity 
or are you just basic? And I it think, was like, holy shit. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen vis-a-vis written out. <laughs> written out and used perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, the, the, the short and true answer is I'm just basic. But the real answer is... Why are you looking at me? I don't even know what ubiquity means. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Howard's looking for something like really so the deep. The deep question is that um, it's really more of a narcissistic approach to life, and I think I looked really good that day. And realizing that, I knew that I had to leverage the technology that was available to me at the time and capture my visage. And share it for the whole world to see. But you initially tried it on your computer's camera, which is only like two megapixels, and realized that you needed to use your high-quality iPhone Probably. camera. Yes. Which is why you can see your computer also in the reflection behind your hands holding your iPhone. Wow, you guys like really looked at this. What's I... funny is I when you put that picture up, I saw in your eyeglasses the reflection of you taking the picture. I was like, oh, I'm surprised Adam didn't edit that out. My brother said the same thing. Really? Yeah, he's Shit, like, oh, Adam should have edited that out. Oh, my God. What have I done? I, I think oh, yeah. I can't see my hand. There's That's meaning funny. in it. Yeah. There is meaning in it. You know what? I it's just It shows that I'm a man of the 21st century. It shows you're not afraid to be yourself, that you're probably sitting at your desk and your, your co-workers are looking at you. Yes. And you're like, look at me. I'm taking a selfie of myself. A, <laughs> a selfie. A sel- normally called a selfie. A selfie. Um, so there's the easy question. Okay. Yeah. Or easy answer. Um, so this final question that we have um, comes from my aunt. And knowing my aunt and just how what a, an innocent and sweet woman she is, I doubt she's still listening. Um, but, uh, and this is, this is a long question here. So Should've I left the poop for later. Yeah, yeah. We can edit it so that poop comes later. <laughs> uh, a lot has been discussed about stress and anxiety from the few podcasts I've heard from you. And also in my interaction with younger people, especially under 40 year olds. So that's me for another 27 days. Uh, <laughs> what brings you joy? I did look up the meaning of the word in the dictionary, but the definition of joy is not really adequate to my meaning, not just happiness. Uh, that can be really momentary, such as getting those kittens neutered, made me and them happy she just had kittens. yeah let me discuss she just had kittens neutered so so that's why i texted you i said who's kyler is somebody fucking with us because no, 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 i'm not legit. really sure where this is going that was legit uh heartfelt delight moments that are etched forever and uh you retrieve them and can grab that feeling again so that's joy that's a, that's actually a really yes. awesome d- definition of joy and i think almost like joy is like being out in the water and and finding that like getting that boat to hum. Um, So uh, she finishes up by saying, it may seem silly, but I see so much anxiety and sadness in young ones. Finding hope for them would be lovely. Thank you. So. Go ahead. What first came to mind? What first came to mind was, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, my my easy answer is my daughter. Okay. That's what I I thought your answer was going to be. And I'm not saying that if you're upset or depressed, you need to go out and have a child. There are other ways to take care of that, and and I hope you would approach those ways before finding the solution to having a kid. Um, that said, there is, and I and I looked, I, I thought deeply about this and decided that it, yes, it's obviously like bringing this joy to my daughter and seeing the joy that you can instill in other people brings you joy. Um, and I like to think that I bring my daughter joy, but I also like to think that I can bring other people joy too. And I think that it's that reflective joy that 
is like that deeper kind of meaning. So, and how is, because one of the things that I read in, in what she said is, uh, th- it seems to be more fleeting and just a, a moment in time. Okay. So how does, how does that, how does that last with you or with others, uh, of Ooh. being a joyful person? So that, that's, that's where my, that's where my thought process started to go. when when she had said that, you know, instead of these tiny little moments in time that give you, you know, a high and a peak for just a little bit, and then you right. come off of that. How do you get something that's sustainable? Um, it's finding that that kind of moment that um, that she kind of talk, touches on, like that you can hold on to, and it's remembering it's remembering the positivity, right? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of shit in the world, right? And there's a lot of problems, and I think there's it's really hard to block it out. It's really hard to block it out, and there's a lot of frustration because. I think that we all like to think that, yes, we can go out there and we can make a difference and, and we can change the world to make it better, but there's a lot of red tape, right? And you kind of hit these roadblocks and you get frustrated and you kind of lose that joy. So you kind of, back to what I had said originally, like if you can bring joy to someone else and give them just a little bit of like happiness, then hopefully that's kind of a viral spread. Yeah. And just thinking about that should bring you joy. Does that make sense? Did I make any sense in what I just said? Yeah. It's kind of like being a spreading joy virally. That also sounds horrible. <laughs> With viruses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got Ebola and now I'm full of joy. <laughs> I gave my Ebola, my specific yes. strain of Ebola to many others. My eyes are bleeding and now so are all my friends. <laughs> uh, well, when I, when I first read it, I was wondering, uh, I thought, selfishly and, and personally at first and i was like okay what brings me joy right of course and i, and I initially thought back to my wedding day as cliche as oh, that is also that like you having a, yeah not so much as fun so not so much fun for you but um <laughs> for me it was just like and i'm sure a lot of other people most people shared this same this same joyful feeling um there's no moment in your life when you can have all those people in the same room celebrating you know the same thing totally but then I thought, well, is that sort of a, a, a fleeting moment and just a, a moment in time that was very happy and, and joyful? Mm-hmm. Or is that something that can sustain me for the rest of my life? And right. not necessarily, because that, that fire can burn out. And there are things that you have... And I'm not Jesus, saying... I was like, Jesus, no. man, are we getting into this? No, no, no. I'm not saying that like... <laughs> what are you saying? I'm not. I'm not saying that you lose love for your wife or no, whatever. Not uh, at all. Just I, unfortunately, in this day and age, when like over absolutely. half marriages end in divorces, yes. you can't. You can't sit here and, and think that you live in this wonderful flower world, right? Um, so then I started to think, okay, well, what are little things that you can do each and every day that that bring you joy every day and and keep you full of of happiness, yes, uh, for your entire life. And and something that I just kept thinking back to were like, okay, well, what are the little things that I am super appreciative of in my life that yeah. that can bring uh, certainly a lot of stability in just being able to step back and say, wow, okay, I've I've got a loving wife, uh, I've got a great dog, I've got uh, a stable job, we've got a great place to live. Um, I've got all the clothes that I, I need to so white privilege. Like, you just basically defined white privilege. <laughs> fine, whatever. If that's if that's the definition, then that's like, not the definition. Sue me. Um, <laughs> but just kind. Of, I tried to appreciate some of those little things. You have a roof over your head. Fine, yep. whatever it is. Totally. Um, but then, kind of as you just stated there, not everybody can identify with those basic things in their life, right? Uh, as as being taken care of and bringing them joy. So then. 
then it gets like super existential and how well, do you yeah because they're i think people get complacent with their joy and then they try to seek seek it out more right they're like oh i need more i need more of it and i need it in different ways and then that's that's a detrimental thing right you need to sort of accept what you have and realize that you have everything you need hopefully and the things that you don't need or you don't have you probably don't need yeah right I mean, I need a Tesla. I don't have a Tesla. No, you want a Tesla. No, no, no. I need a Tesla. <laughs> no, I was you need very, it. Yeah. very poignant in what I said. Because your carbon footprint on this planet Earth. God forbid. <laughs> exactly. You're raping the polar bears. <laughs> my God. I actually, um, we were thinking about getting solar for my house. Yeah. And uh, the upfront cost was high, right? But, you know, over 20 or 30 years, it kind of ends up paying for itself. But it takes a while. Right. And my wife was like, it's just they're so ugly <laughs> on your roof. And I said, yeah, but we're, we're saving the, saving yeah. the earth. And she's like, it's not worth it for a liberal. That is, yeah, just I know it was yeah. crazy. So, but so it did not bring her joy saving the planet. It does not bring her as much joy as having good aesthetics on the house. Interesting. Yeah. As your aunt mentioned though, like kids these days, not having any joy in their life. I, I mean, think, I hope that's not true. I don't think it is true. And, and maybe it's just like in her, um, you know, what she's seeing currently in her Probably. life. Um, uh, but well, it's sort of that, that thought of like, if it bleeds, it leads. So you hear more about oh, pain and suffering yeah. than, than happiness. And when news is 24 hours a day and it's instantaneously pushed to your phone, your computer, your iPad, whatever it is, um, in this hyper-connected world where kids are constantly comparing themselves to their peers, it oh, is totally. super, super stressful and dangerous. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even remotely have that kind of interactions with our friends. No, I uh, knew I didn't compare to my, 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 my <laughs> Yeah, peers. but like anything that you saw with your peers happened either at school yeah. or when you were seeing each other on the weekends. It didn't happen when you were at home by yourself looking at your cell phone or scrolling on your computer on Facebook, right. seeing what everybody else was doing without you or what somebody else's life was like yeah. that your oh, life wasn't it, like. And I, I think it was such an easier time way easier it was way yeah. less complicated like yep. if you had an issue with somebody you like threw punches at each other at school and then you know, maybe was, got in trouble or it's true you're a pacifist i like to think of it as like plinko from from uh <laughs> the whatever it is the price is right because you yeah. kind of like bounce around try to find like where you should like who you should hang out with and then finally you just figure it out like yeah. the people that i was friends with when i started high school were not the people that i was friends with when totally. I finished high school, because I'd finally found that like those people that accepted me and that we were all kind of the same mentality and we all like, you know, had the same like joys yeah. and, and <laughs> excitements. And, and it was, I don't know, you kind of just have to bounce around a little bit, but when everything is on the front page or when it's crazy, you're trying to put on this, this attitude of, or invent who you are for acceptance. It's just, it's horrible. Which is why I think at, at 30 and one and 40. I'm not 40 um, yet, 39, buddy. 39. Um, we can still be on these social media platforms and you can still see your life being compared to others and, and maybe totally. maybe get down about it every once in a while or just like, oh, wow, you know, look at that guy at, at 39. He's got, you know, three houses and, and million dollar cars and You're talking I about don't. Me. You're talking about me. Yeah. I'm talking about you yeah, right now. Or I talk about my friends who are buying their first house and they've got like two kids. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not there yet, but... In reality, who gives a shit? Okay, right. you're you're on your own path. You're on your own time schedule. Yes, uh, and totally. And that's exactly what it is. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like you're that, doing your own thing. Don't don't look at don't measure yourself against anyone else. Exactly. And you, 
your world is going to turn out the way it needs to turn out. For but you. we developed at a time where you didn't have to measure yourself directly against somebody 24 hours a day. Right. Whereas kids today do have to deal with so that maybe and have to figure out how to filter. Get off social media and you'll yeah. find joy. <laughs> exactly. But if you were to tell, I think we brought we talked about this uh, recently, like when your kid is coming up, do you give them that cell phone when they turn nine or 10 years old? Who knows what the social media platforms are going to be when our kids are in middle school and high school. Uh, but even if it is remotely similar to what there is today, do you let them have access to all of that and just be like their peers? Or do you try and shelter and protect them because right. you see the damages of it today? Um, which sounds like your aunt is, is experiencing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> my aunt, so her son is the one that told us to uh, start doing meditation. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Read, so, um, yeah. So her kids are not in in high school. No, no, no. So Reed is married. I, Reed got married in Sweden. Oh, that's the wedding you went to. Yes. Cool. And then uh, her other, her younger son Luke is currently in Hawaii with his husband. Awesome. So uh, living yeah. there? No, they literally just landed in Waikiki yesterday that's awesome yeah i, I want like, to go to hawaii have you been no that's pretty high on my list hawaii i i had the same feeling with paris where everyone's like oh you gotta go to paris and i was like fuck you paris is gonna suck whatever then i got to paris i was like holy shit paris is amazing <laughs> uh same thing with hawaii got to hawaii i was like this place is gonna suck and then i was like no hawaii is fucking awesome, awesome. <laughs> all right maybe so i you should go we're planning, uh, we're planning our honeymoon for the end of 2019 trying to figure out where to go. Perfect. And Probably not Hawaii. That's but. okay. There are other places. And, and Hawaii, uh, we, we went to Oahu, which is very um, touristy. Right. But still, like, you can get away from Honolulu and, and kind of go up the North Shore. And it's Do you island jump at all? Or you we stayed? did not. I've actually only been to Oahu. My wife's been everywhere because she grew up rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they had a company <laughs> trip there a couple times too, right? What? Didn't they have a company trip there? Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's the only reason I went. Oh, was that? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> My father-in-law flew me out there. There you go. Uh, so it was, uh, it's a really cool, it's very different. It's unlike anything you've ever. But it's still seen. the United States, which is it's weird. It's still the United States. I mean, um, it's funny. Sorry, to, this is sort of tangential, but. Um, thinking about those things that bring you joy in those moments, like your wedding. Uh, clearly, my wedding was the same thing, but my I wife. I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> we weren't really friends then. So. Uh, but my wife and I went to St. John in the Caribbean. Yeah. And we had this day where we didn't have anything planned, and we just went to this beach, and there was a raft off the off the shore. And the wa- this was January, right? The water was 85 degrees. And we spent the entire day in the water, just, just jumping off the raft, hanging out, having fun. I remember there were like moments where we saw um, stingrays like jumping out of the water. And it was just like this weird, perfect moment. Yeah. And like whenever I'm like stressed or I need to like find <laughs> like this like memory palace where I can just like meditate. I think about that day. You have just, an actual moment yeah, to recall. Just, That's good. How great that feeling is of just like, you know, being with my wife, just having a great day no worries and it's it's like a very good joy and you place. still have that person in your life so it's still something that's like oh, relevant no, she's a total and... bitch now i hate her <laughs> she's actually in jail she killed a hooker <laughs> i don't know yeah, if you heard but, well i stole her money so i don't know if that's any better um but yeah it was uh it, so it's just and, and i think hawaii you'd have that same sort of experience especially if you went with your wife it would be uh you'd have a lot of memories so we'll see mm. maybe Who knows? so i don't know if we answered your aunt's question but 
I, I we think, ranted a little bit. We ranted a little bit. And I think I think ultimately it is just kind of don't compare yourself to other people and, and find the find what makes you happy and, and the people that make you happy and, and uh, yeah, surrounding yourself with the right people is certainly key. This is that makes I'm about to say something horrible. But you're an introvert. I'm an introvert. Yeah. Sometimes I'm an extrovert who wishes he was an introvert. <laughs> um, but the thing I was going to say, to quote Dave Matthews, <laughs> it's not where but who you're with that really matters. And I that think that really matters. But it's true because it's like, you know, if you're with the right people, who cares where you are, man? Yeah. No, that's right. It's true. And it's it doesn't matter like where you are or financially or you know it's status wise. It's yeah. more just like who you who you're enjoying spending time with, and I think that's that'll bring you a lot of joy. Okay, I agree with that. Now get that the fuck it? out of my yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. I'm going to go be with my wife. Yeah, I want to be with someone who actually brings me joy. <clears throat> my cat, by the way. <laughs> uh, good questions. Great. Uh, Great questions. I wish, I, I wish mine didn't all get deleted and I remembered more of them. But Cool, man. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.